Cheers to having our first event. It's a good time. It's a very good time. Um, welcome back to Two Jane Does. This episode's going to be, I don't know why I just waved at the camera. <laughs> you mean the mic? The, yeah, the, <laughs> whatever it's called. Welcome back to Two Jane Does. Um, this episode's going to be a little bit different because... As many of you know, if you followed our Instagram and Facebook page, we went to the Beck's Oddities and Curiosities Fair here in Beckley last weekend. It was very fun and interesting to meet those who did come out and see us, but we are two very exhausted girls, let me tell you. Yes, listen, we found out about the event... A week prior, your girls, two broke nine to five workers, cleared out the Dollar Tree, made 90% of the stuff that we brought with us, yep. including our beanies, which they're up and up for sale. Up and up. They're, they're on the up and up for sale. We still have some leftover car freshies and wax melts, too, if we you do. want to get some. And we also have our new matte glitch stickers, so... And we still have some of the old runs. The old runs will do uh, still at $3. The newer ones are a little bit smaller. So even though they are the fresher of the two, they're only going to be $2. And of course, you know, anything can be shipped. You just got to let us know where you are so we can calculate the shipping. But yeah, so overall, the, the fair was quite interesting. We got to meet a lot of different people. And, of course, one of our local sister podcasters, the Prayer Chain Podcast, was just on the other side of the sidewalk from us. And they had new, fresh merch out, too. I'm actually wearing one of their t-shirts now. And uh, so they were great, as always. Um, There were people with, like, critters preserved in jars... There was palm readers and tarot card readers. There was people with all kinds of artwork. Um, Some pretty amazing artwork, if I must say. Like, it was absolutely amazing to see some of their art. It was. I mean, that girl that was posted beside us doing palm readings and stuff, I bet she made every bit of four or $500. She kept a steady line, and she was charging like $25 per reading. And yeah. She, like, she was sending people over us to ask for change. And we were like, I mean, yeah, we'll give you the change, but then we had to go get change for ourselves because, (laughs) you know, all of our stuff is two, three dollar things. The most was our beanies, which was eight dollars. And, you know, we we couldn't keep 50s in our cash box because there was no way to break it for anybody. So, overall, the event, I think for us, first time doing it, it was a success. Um, we made some money that we're hopefully going to be putting towards a new microphone set up for us. Yep, yep. Um, excuse me. Because we want to put out the best audio and best for you guys. And I appreciate everybody that's bearing with us because, you know, we just, this was a, this was just an idea. We were like, you like true crime? I like true crime. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. 
at, yeah, we just entry level everything. So we're going to hopefully be upgrading soon. And as always, we just want to do what's what's best for us, what's feasible for us, because you do have to be understanding in the fact that a lot of what we do is coming from our own pockets. Now, I would say probably maybe a little over half of what we did for the event came out of our um, fun from the sticker sales and donations the first time around. But, you know, quite a bit of it came out of our own pockets too. And I don't know about y'all, but... I'll be bathing in Benjamin, so... No, me neither. But all in all, I think this entire event was a really good way for us to make new connections. And we actually did speak with um, someone, uh, Mr. Scott Worley. And he has, you know, presented us with the possibility of going and doing more you know, type of little fairs and events like this or conventions. And his thing is doing ghost hunts and tours and stuff and he actually gave us quite a bit of information about some of the true crime stuff locally that he knows about so right. we really hope that we can reach out to him and be able to do more stuff within the community and surrounding areas as well right yeah he said that he would do events like i think he said one was called like dinner with the departed mm -hmm. and he said he would sell like 40 50 tickets at 60 dollars a piece so i mean that alone is impressive but he you know he told us that we'd be more than welcome to come out do an episode there he would like to come on as a guest and talk about some of the true crimes that he knows about local or not and I think we're going to start seeing some exciting things for the two Jane Doe's. And listen, if any of y'all ever want to just be a little star guest, we would be more than happy to set that up for you guys and just hear from you on your own thoughts and opinions on some of these cases. Or if you even have a case that you want us to cover and you want to put your own two cents in, then by all means, just reach out to us and let us know. As always, yeah, our Facebook page is there. Don't be alarmed. You will get automatically hit back with the thanks for reaching out to us message. Yeah, yeah. But usually, you know, either Kayla or I are right there by our phones anyway, as most people in this day and age attach via umbilical cord to their cell phones. So... As soon as we see the message, we'll get right back with you, and we would love to hear from you guys, uh, so just shoot us a message, and we'll try and get something set up. Absolutely. So, for this episode, we're not really going to talk about any sort of true crime case. Uh, we're going to save our time to gear up for the month of October, where we are going to try and talk about true crimes that happened turned into a movie and discuss that right and maybe what we'll do is check our facebook page and there will be a poll with a few cases and you guys can vote on it and that's what we'll do and you know every you know midweek we'll post another poll and then you guys can vote on it for what you want to hear, and we'll go from there. And don't forget that for the month of November, we are doing something for our community. We are going to be doing a bit of a fundraiser for the Raleigh County Humane Society. 
there'll be a raffle, there'll be, you know, opportunities for you to donate to them. All proceeds are going to go to them, so this is something that we are not going to get. It's going straight to the Humane Society, and we hope that by advertising some of their dogs for adoption and their cats for adoption, that maybe you guys can get them out of the shelter, even if it's just for a couple weeks. Yes, because come November, we're going to be discussing a lot of foster opportunities. There are some animals that are sponsored, and we got to speak with the woman in charge, and she was letting us know that, you know, even the ones that aren't sponsored, she's going to discount cats and dogs for anybody who comes out there saying, hey, we heard about you through Two Jane Does. And so we just got a lot of exciting stuff coming, including pictures and videos of some of the dogs we got to act in, or some of the dogs we got to play with. Let me tell you what, me and Kayla took a shower before we went to the Humane Society. I don't know why. There is no point. There's no point. We was rolling in the grass, had dogs and cats all over. It was the best time. It was so, so much fun. We really hope you guys stick with us till November. And again, like Kayla said, none of that money's going in our pocket to promote the podcast anymore. Everything we make for the month of November is going to be going to the Humane Society. Which is why you should be buying our merch and stuff that we have out now. So that way we can make sure that we can put together awesome stuff like this for you guys. And it can benefit our community. Absolutely. So going back to the event, we do want to give a little shout out to the person who did win our raffle basket. Ugh. And that person is Maylin Petrie. She did win the raffle basket, which included a book, some Dunkin' Donuts stuff, including a gift card, um, our stickers, the beanie, wax melts, a car freshie, and a nice blanket. Yeah, she got a, got a little load of stuff, and... For anybody who knows, Malin is one of our co-workers slash friends, and it was not rigged. I think in the end, she only ended up purchasing, like, two raffle tickets, <laughs> and other people purchased multiple, and, I mean, we had people hounding us at the event over this raffle. They were like, make sure you call me, and it's like, we wouldn't ask you for your contact information if we weren't going to call you, so... Malin did win, and I'm sure she'll rub that in everybody's faces. More than likely. <laughs> but we'll have a similar raffle basket like that in November, so be looking out for that. Right, right. Yeah, just be prepared for it to probably be a little bit more animal-themed and giving and things like that. It's not going to be necessarily a true, true crime. crime bundle. Which, I mean, even our last raffle wasn't necessarily a true crime bundle. Um, we had a book that was called The Third Rainbow Girl, which was about a Pocahontas County murder that's here for our West Virginia people. Um, and then we had our stickers and like some of our wax mills and stuff like that might have been a little bit more true crimey. But other than that, everything was just kind of like fall and comfort and getting snuggled up and reading a good book type deal. So, I'm excited for what we're going to put together, even though we haven't even started it yet. <laughs> no, we are really bad for procrastinating, but in a way, this little event thing where we only found out a week before kind of worked out because we didn't have a choice but to work on things, so I think that helped us out in the long run because 
I know. I wait till the last minute to do anything. I mean, be lucky you're even here in this episode, because I got so sick of seeing her. Oh, shut up. I had to take time off work, because we work together, we podcast together. Like, outside of that, we're, like, just in general friends. It's too much. We saw each other for, like, four or five days straight. And there was stuff that we wanted to work on together, but there at the end, I was like, listen, I'll just do it at my house. Don't worry about it. In case y'all didn't know, I'm, like, giving her the death glare, because this (laughs) is a load of bullshit. No, all in all, it was a great time. Thanks for everybody who came out to the event. Um, like I said, we had the raffle. We had our goodies out there. And this episode in particular is going to feature the only four people that would get in the hot seat and record with Kayla. Uh, she had she was behind the mic that, that evening because I was trying to work the merch table and interact with other people while she was recording. And don't worry, you're going to hear me too, because I'm so damn loud, it's ridiculous, so you'll hear me in the background too. (laughs) Yeah, and unfortunately, some of the audio isn't the greatest, but we will try to reiterate what these answers were, so that it's a kind of a clear thing. And then we'll just kind of discuss these things, because it seems that there was a general consensus regarding two of the questions that were asked, and these questions were... What was your, <clears throat> wow? What would your last meal be? Mm-hmm. What would your last words be before execution? If you could talk to any serial killer in the world, who would it be, and what would you want to talk about? Do you believe in vigilante justice? How would you want to be executed? What else was there? Oh, if you were put in jail. What would your friends say you did? What do you think the worst crime is someone could commit? I think that was all my questions. Was that all my questions? I think so. Right. That sounds about it. Yeah. So the first person that we're going to hear from is Matthew Thurman. He is a local resident, which I don't even know why I said that because they're all local. They're all all local. Yeah. So. What would your last meal be? A large burrito from Cadobas. What would your last words be before execution? Probably silence. You wouldn't say anything. <laughs> what would you say in that situation? Anything. Uh, just be silence for me. <laughs> How would you like to be executed? Firing squad. That is brutal. Well, if you're gonna go, you might as well go all the way. <laughs> is it better to sit on death row or to know there's a means to an end? Just pull the tooth to get it over with. If you could talk to any serial killer in the world, who would it be? And what would you talk about? Uh, Edmund Kemper. But I don't know what we talk about. We should talk about mundane things or things that he has done. Probably not his murders. Probably, probably his mom. But he likes to talk about his mom. Are you socially awkward around women as well? Absolutely not. (laughs) Why do you like true crime? My wife's a sadist. (laughs) In your opinion, what is the worst crime someone can commit? 
child murder or and you can get child everything rape. In the basket if you want. How do you feel about vigilante justice? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Do you believe people are born bad or that their upbringing and environment is what causes them to commit crimes? I don't think anybody's born bad. It's definitely their upbringing. Because most people have mommy and daddy issues that turn into murder or a, a child lifetime of neglect. Good answer. And if you were to get arrested, what would your friends say you did? Vigilante justice. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you. Alright, so that was Matt Thurman. And the first answer he had that he was, his last meal was going to be a burrito from Cadoba. Those I, things are huge. I kind of feel sorry for, like, the mortician who has to, like, clean all that shit up, you know? Yeah, that's going to be... Ugh. Yeah, I don't, think it, I don't think I'd have a burrito. No. I don't think I'd have a burrito. I'd have to have pickles. I love pickles. Yeah. Yeah, because if you came out, we had a little flyer that kind of has all of our information, a catalog of all of our episodes right now, and me and Kayla kind of had similar questions where we asked each other, you know, what would your last meal be, and, you know, what would your last words be? My last words were, I don't like needles, because obviously they're going to give me the lethal injection. And my last words were, until next time, motherfucker. But I couldn't put the motherfucker on the flyer, so it was just until next time. Exactly. And my last meal was basically a Thanksgiving feast. Because I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, mine was pickles and crab legs, and I have to have a Coca-Cola. Because, like, 90% of my body is made of Coke. Like, I don't drink water. Water's for whips. Yeah, so I tell everybody, I've been dehydrated since birth. <laughs> so, the next thing that Matt says is that he wouldn't have anything to say as his last words. It would just be silence. Which, depending on the crime he committed to get the death penalty, would be very unsettling. Yeah. Or he'd be like, what an asshole. Nothing to say. Yeah, no apology, no nothing. Just yeah. silence. And then his way of being executed is firing squad, <laughs> which I don't even think that there you get an option anymore. I don't think that's a thing. I think we don't it's... we don't have a firing squad at least here in the United States that I know of. Right, it's it's, it's lethal. It's injection. lethal injection. Yeah, we don't even use the chair anymore. I don't believe. I don't think so either. And then when asked if it's better to know that there's a means to an end or just to continue and sit there on death row you know he was pretty much like just pull a tooth and get it over with which i mean is a good way to be but at the same time you know i think some people might struggle with the finality of dying immediately or just trying to survive in prison Mm -hmm. and then if he could talk to any serial killer he would want to talk to ed kemper and he would want to talk to Ed about his mom. Because for those of you who don't know, Edmund Kemper was a huge guy. He was six foot nine. 
and he was very socially awkward. He had an IQ of 145, so he was intelligent. He was just awkward around women, and, you know, he killed 10 people, and, you know, his mother was one of his victims, and he even told investigators and interviewers that he tried to love his mother, but um, he just couldn't. And it, he was just all around, you know, a huge, creepy, awkward guy. And I just thought it was funny that uh, Matt chose Ed Kemper because that would have been the last person that I would have thought about. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been anybody I would have thought about. Not at all. <clears throat> um, when, he, when asked why he likes true crime... Funny, he said that his wife is a sadist. Now, I actually know these people. She's not a sadist, but she does like true crime. So, therefore, she makes him listen to true crime, watch true crime, everything true <laughs> crime. That's how it works in a relationship. Um, When asked, you know, what's the worst type of crime that anybody could commit, he pretty much said any type of crimes against children. Right, which I don't know if this is everywhere, but particularly in southern West Virginia, you, that's going to be the number one thing that you hear is any type of crime. It's either going to be against the elderly or children because they're both two very vulnerable demographics. And then when asked about vigilante justice, which our last episode was about the Alaskan Avenger. Mm-hmm. I doubt that he listened to it, but he did say, fuck yeah, to Vigilante Justice. <laughs> and I agree with him on that one. I really do. I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, I think it's... in a Hollywood movie script, it sounds great. Like, there was a movie that Kevin Bacon was in. And his son was killed in a gas station after a hockey game for some gang initiation. And basically the entire movie is like Kevin Bacon with a shaved head with a patch of hair on the back of his head that he missed when he was shaving. And he's killing these people. I think he ends up dying in the movie. Spoiler. But I just, I don't, mm, meh. I kind of like to think of it as like <clears throat> bounty hunting, kind of. Like you're... Looking for somebody to put behind bars that the police or the FBI or something couldn't find. So you're helping out in a good way. Nah, girl. Vigilante, you trying to kill him. I mean, that's fine. I mean, if, if the eye person gets eye. beat up, it, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Revenge. Okay. But anyways, when asked, you know, if someone is just born bad or, you know, their upbringing and environment is why they do crimes. He did say that, you know, no one is born bad. Fair right. answer. Yeah. It's nature versus nurture. Yeah. And then, you know, when asked if he was put in jail, what his friends would think he did, he said vigilante justice. Which I can see. Because, like I said, I do know them. So. Yeah, she knows them IRL. I've met them a couple times. They seem like pretty nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So that was Matt's answers, and we really appreciate him sitting in the hot seat because it did seem like a lot of people were afraid to do it because they didn't like the way their voice sounded or were just too nervous to do it in general. Right, and since you've done heard that first clip, we do want to warn you, the audio in these next three that we're going to be playing on this episode are about to get a little bit more finicky for one of two reasons. Either they speak very softly, or the background just kind of drowns them out. So, we'll kind of be leading you guys through the next few clips because there was some live music at the event and we were within, you know, uh, 10 rock feet. throwing distance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of, of you know, shout out to the heavy set pawpaws. That's who it was. Heavy set pawpaws and Pink Casino is out there too. So definitely check them out. All right, I am here with Leisha Banks. She's going to answer some of our questions for us. So your first question is, what would your last meal be? <laughs> what would your last words be before execution? I'm not sorry. Damn! <laughs> How would you want to be executed? Electric You're a sadist! Is it better to sit on death row or to know there is a means to an end? If you could talk to any serial killer in the world, who would it be and what would you talk about? What would you want to talk about? Yes, he does. Why do you like true crime? I am so great at We don't know. She just does. In your opinion, what is the worst crime someone could commit? How do you feel about vigilante justice? Would you like to create that? Agree with it. Fuck yeah. Do you believe people are born bad, or does their upbringing and environment lead them to commit crimes? And if you were to get arrested, what would your first destination be? Because the caller didn't think it was. You could have a pack for a quarter. out me straight. Thank you. So, this next clip is from one of our co-workers slash friends, Leisha Banks, and she took the hot seat, and I know that it's difficult to hear some of her answers. Again, that's because we had live music going on, and the event actually got pretty packed, and my loud mouth in the background didn't help the situation as I was trying to talk people into buying our stuff. Okay, sorry. Um, so, the first question was, what would she want her last meal to be? And she chose a chicken tender basket, which is a good decision in my part. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad about that. Right. Yeah, but it would have to be Dairy Queen, and you'd have to get an extra cup of gravy. Ranch, not gravy. No, you dip your chicken tenders in gravy. Ranch. Okay, anyways, 
it's gravy. And then you dip your Texas toast in gravy too, and your you dip everything. No, you dip, dip everything. everything in ranch. No, you dip everything in gravy. Shut up. This is my segment. Anyways, <laughs> she said her last words would be, "I am not sorry." Mm. So clearly, if she was put on death row, it's for a reason. She ain't sorry for nothing, honey. And then she said. If she was going to be executed, she would want the electric chair, which you're going to see in the next few clips, too. That's the one variation out of everyone. Yeah. Um, she's the only one that chose anything other than firing squad. Yeah. So, which I think the thing that would creep me out about the electric chair is they basically stuff you with cotton. I mean, I just, that's not how I'd want to go out. Like, that, to me, is very, like, brutal, in my opinion. Like. Yeah, just give me the injection. I want the forever sleep. I just want good night-night. I want to be set there convulsing <laughs> uncontrollably. When she, uh, when we asked her if, there, if she preferred, like, death row or to know there's an end to a mean, she definitely agreed that she would like to know that there's an end and then when we asked, you know, when Kayla asked her if there was a serial killer she would want to talk to and why she'd want to talk to him, she chose Jeffrey Dahmer because she wanted to find out what people taste like. But then she hesitated and was like, that's what he did, right? Was eat people. <laughs> Which I don't, I think that's wonderful. Like, I would want to know what he thinks. Let's take like, Jeffrey Dahmer and Easy Sagawa on here and be like, what do a thigh taste like? Well, yes, tell me what we <laughs> taste like. Do the bigger people taste better because the fat on a steak is always the best part? Ooh. Hashtag change my mind. And then Kayla asked her why she liked true crime and there's just crickets. Yeah, she didn't have an answer for that. She had, she had nothing. She wasn't ready. And then she asked what the worst crime you could commit was, and her answer was cutting someone's head off. Which was also a deviation from everybody else's choice answer for that. Right. Sorry, excuse me. We're sitting here drinking Dos Equis and I'm burping now. Then Kayla asked, you know, do you think it's someone... Is born? Do you think that someone is born bad, or is it their environment and upbringing? And of course, she too agreed that it was their upbringing and their environment that causes them to be away. Which I, you know, I can't agree with something more. It's like evolution. Yeah, it's you know, every you have to grow, and then it's um, what am I trying to think? It's everything that happens around you that affects yeah. you in the long it's run. It's like a it's it's like a dog eat dog world out there. Like the weak die, the strong survive because they have to change and do things that they may not want to do. Ooh, that got kind of dark. I got chill bumps. Mm. Then we asked, like Kayla asked her. I keep saying we asked. Clearly, I'm not asking any of the questions. But Kayla asked her. If she was to get arrested, what would it be for? And she said she would be out in them streets fighting. And I have all my money put on her beating somebody's ass. Yeah, because really she'd be did. the one to get mad and, like, sit there and, like, silently cry. And, like, plot how she's going to take out your jugular with her teeth. Yeah. Yeah. She would be the one you'd least expect. 
That's why all my money is on her. I'll be throwing quarters because that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) So, the next person that we have is Twilight. Yes. And she is actually just a listener that was brave enough to join me in recording. Yes, and if you people are Instagram or Facebook, we posted a picture that Twilight took with us. And I can't tell you guys how much this made our day. It was, you know, we were only, this is going to be episode 15. Yeah. You know, we're not very far into this. And to meet somebody that really enjoys listening to us and things like that, that just really makes our day. And it's not like, oh, we're famous. It's not anything like that. It's just nice to know that someone is enjoying what we're putting time and effort into doing. Yes, and there was actually another lady who came up to our tent and she was like, you know, I thought I recognized your voices and I listened to you. And it was just so awesome to see that people in our community and, you know, all over the world actually, because I have access to our analytics to see who actually listens to us. And we have listeners from the East Coast to the West Coast to Australia and Denmark and the UK and Poland and all these places that actually listen to us. So I think it's really awesome to actually meet you guys and get to interact with you in person. I agree. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Twilight, who is also going to be answering some of our questions. What would your last meal be? Honestly, I would just have a dog. Just a jar of olives? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Or something, or even 
Absolutely. And do you believe people are born bad, or is it because of their upbringing and environment that leads them to commit a crime? Honestly, I don't think anybody is born bad. I think it's something that pushed them to their edge and to their limit that they they just felt like as if they needed to do that. Absolutely. And if you were to get arrested, what would your friends say you did? Drop kick a child. All right, so that was Twilight, and I am so shocked by her first answer that her last meal would simply be a jar of olives. I like the fact that not only did she say her last meal would be a jar of olives, but that she'd die on death row with a seed in her pocket. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fuck it, right? Like, that's a shit ton of salt. Why the fuck does it matter? Who cares? I mean, olives, I don't know. I keep trying to tell my brain there's things in life we need to try. And I think sometimes it'll be like, oh, eat it once. It's a pass. But then, like, two, three weeks go by, I ate it again. I'm like, nah. And I think that's how I feel about olives. That's my relationship with olives. I like olives. Not so much that I would eat a whole jar of them, but, you know. Um, Her last words would be, if I can't make people smile, I'll make them cry. That's pretty good last words. She's stone cold. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It started out strong, and then she said, I'll make them cry. Oh. You had me in the first half. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, her choice of execution was, like, so many others, firing squad. What is wrong with you people? Also, mentioning, like, firing squad, like, could you imagine being those people? Because the way firing squad works is you just line a bunch of people up with rifles. Everybody but one has a blank. And that's because they don't want any of the people, like... Walking away knowing, yes, I definitively killed that person. So, they ain't gonna know who actually fired the shot that killed him. Or who just fired a blank. And I don't think I'd... Psychologically, I'd be messed up. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could be the person that lethally injects somebody. Like... No, I couldn't... I mean, I couldn't kill nobody, period. But... If I had to choose, like, would you rather style firing squad... Or lethal injection, lethal injection all day. At least I know at the end of the day, yes, I did that. And then I can, I guess, spend the rest of my life coming to terms with that. (laughs) Yeah. And then just like so many others, she said that it's good to know that there's a means to an end rather than just sitting there on death row. Which, I mean, I get that. I really do. I feel it. Yeah. And (laughs) she also chose Jeffrey Dahmer. As a person to talk to. Uh, she didn't necessarily say, like, what she'd want to talk about with him, but she did say, you know, she is very interested in the crimes that he committed and stuff like that and thinks that he would be just an, in general, good person to hang out with. Girl, back it up, back it up. She did not just say she found him interesting. She said, and I quote, I like his work. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
her. You were sitting like a foot from her. Yeah, well. <laughs> Shout out Twilight. Yeah, no, that's like Beethoven. Oh, I really like his work. <laughs> oh, yeah, keeping a head in a produce drawer. Cool. Cool, Charles Rogers. When we asked her why she likes true crime, she said, you know, it's just something that's kind of been a thing with her mom since she was little, and she did mention that her mom is currently um, sitting in prison right now. Uh, she didn't really go into any great detail about the reason why or anything like that, but I do think it's a really great thing that she can still have that connection with her mom, even though she might not be there through true crime, right. and it's a good thing. Um, she really didn't have any opinion on what's the worst type of crime someone can commit. She just kind of said, you know, it's, anybody could do something crazy, so. Right. And I mean, I guess if you, it depends on how you want to look at it, like, biblical stances, like, with sin, no one sins greater than the next, you know, the next, it's all bad. And I'm, I don't know, I kind of feel like that's the way it is with crime, like, there's no... There's no one crime that's specifically worse than another. I mean, until you cross that threshold into taking somebody's life. But at the end of the day, you know, there is no victimless crime. There's nothing that you can do out of anger, malice, spite, whatever, to another person that is not going to leave somebody traumatized or victimized or something like that. So I guess in those terms, I can kind of understand that. But, like... Shoot somebody in the back, you cut their head off, you eat their leg. Those are all pretty bad. I think once you get into, like, killing and mutilating people, that's a whole other threshold. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, When asked, you know, how she felt about vigilante justice, you know, she said she felt good about it, but also think she thought I said vandalism because she mentioned, you know, just because a kid spray paints a wall or something, they don't deserve to, you know getting punished for that, maybe spend a night in jail, so. Yeah, so I think it was just a miscommunication, misunderstanding situation, which is, which is fine, because there was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Like, again, you can hear me in the background trying to pedal merch, Kayla's trying to talk to her, you got the heavy set pawpaws in the background playing music, and then there's so many other people within earshot, you know, earshot of us. Because their tent is right beside us. They're mm-hmm. also trying to pedal merch and do all the same things. So, we understand. And then when asked if she thinks people are born bad or if their upbringing and environment causes them to commit crimes, she said that she thinks that it's just a matter of people getting pushed to their limit. Which is fair. Yeah, I mean, you just snap one day and that's you do something you just don't even really think that you have it in you to do. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, there's only so many times you can corner a person, back them into a wall before they retaliate. And then the last one, if she was thrown in jail, it would be for drop kicking a child. <laughs> so hide your kids from Twilight because she gonna drop kick them if they look at her wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, thank you for actually being someone to sit in our chair, be on the hot seat. It was awesome to meet you, Twilight. I hope you're listening to this. And the next person, nobody come at me, okay? I am come at a, her. I'm a bit rude, 
come but it at is, her. It is just my mom. Even more reason to come at her. The way she talks to her mother is ridiculous. I would never. I'm just sassy. On recording anyway. I, I'm just sassy with my mom. Okay. But at least she sat in the hot seat. Okay. That's saying a lot about my mom. You about to you about to get some of the story from the horse's mouth, for lack of better terms. And See where Kayla came from and why she has so many issues and attitude now. Baffled, JK Terry really Terry's a really nice person. She's a nice lady. But the apple doesn't fall far from the tree on that. No, one. it doesn't. <laughs> Especially when the tree ain't that high. <laughs> you call my mom short. <laughs> So that was my mom. Her name is Terry. Mama Terry. Mama Terry. And when she, when asked, you know, what her last meal would be, <clears throat> she said pizza. Don't come at me. Pizza's disgusting. Pizza is amazing. And she eats it, but she picks everything off the top. She don't eat the bread, so don't let her lie. Yeah, I'll eat everything but the bread. It's still gross, though. Not a fan. I couldn't help but laugh at her last words, <laughs> which was just, here I go. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's better than nothing. 
Yeah. Just, here I go. Could have been like, wee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did accidentally cut out some of the audio regarding her choice of execution, but she did say firing squad, which, like we said, was a choice by everybody. I don't know why. Why do you want, I mean, I guess it would be kind of sort of quicker than lethal injection. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm lethal injection all the way. I don't think I really have an opinion. You know, I'm honestly surprised that no one said that they wanted, like, publicly hanged or something. God, that would be worse. Well, yeah, but I mean, what's worse than firing squad? Being hung! I guess so. Um, when asked if, you know, is it better to know if there's a means to an end or sit on death row, she actually had quite an interesting response to that. She did say that it's better to know there's a means to an end if she actually did the crime. But if she didn't do the crime, then she wants to sit there and get her three hots in a cot for as long as possible. Yeah, she's trying to take up space if she didn't do it. I don't blame her. I mean, I don't either. Like... Of course, if I didn't do the crime, I don't want to die. You know what I mean? True facts. And then she didn't want to answer the question about what serial killer she would want to talk to because she didn't really have one. Um, When asked, you know, why she likes true crime, let me tell you. This woman, she reads all the books in the world about true crime and weird spooky scary stuff she is a huge fan of Stephen King and all of his twisted stories (laughs) she just enjoys knowing you know what kind of crazy people are out there and why they do the shit that they do I think that's probably the most interesting part too is like you know once you caught the killer and you get to pick their brain and see what's going on inside there I mean, that is why I chose psychology as, like, a degree for myself. I like to know what's making your little mind tick. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I chose sociology because I seemed to pass those classes with minimal effort. I just settled. (laughs) I did not work that hard. (laughs) And then when asked, you know, what the worst type of crime would be, she did choose any type of crime against children, which was a choice answer from pretty much everybody. So, I can see why. I mean, she's a mom, so. Yeah. Yeah. And screw people who mess with kids. Yeah. I agree with that. When she asked about how she feels about visually empty justice, she simply said, go Go for it. it. (laughs) So, now all you people have permission from my mom to just... Go for it. Mama Terry said it was okay, so <laughs> get your hatchets and get to dealing out justice. And then she actually also had a interesting answer to whether people are born bad or if it's their upbringing and environment. She said a little bit of both. She thinks that some people are just born screwed up. Pretty much. Which, I mean, is fair. Is I mean, I also agree with her on that. Because, I mean, it's got to be a little bit of both. It, yeah. it has to be. Because, I mean, you know, Southern West Virginia, I'm sure like a, a ton of other places are in the middle of an opioid epidemic. 
And we have drugs everywhere. We have parts of town that are more violent than others. You know, once you get to the alphabet streets, you don't go there, right? So, (laughs) God, I mean, you know, I think there has to be a little bit of the environment that makes you who you are and helps shape you. But then anybody who's born with any type of like predisposition to mental disorders, mental illnesses, I think it could take anything to trigger them and it could be like a domino effect that could have some pretty gruesome, ugly consequences and fallout. Yeah, it's it's a combination of everything. And I'm so sorry if you hear my whiny ass dog in the background. Apparently he has opinion on things too. Yeah, and that's for like every episode since episode one. Her dogs have kind of been like our co-stars. <sighs> On the show, with their scratching and sniffing and licking and whining and... Panting. It's a lot, so... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, (laughs) you know, the last thing is, if she was put in jail, what would it be for? I clearly think that it would be for stealing all the neighborhood cats, because my mom has, like, five cats, although one is mine. But she would steal your cat. But she ultimately said stealing books. And then I also said for you know racing because my mom has a lead foot but she (laughs) rebuttaled saying that so do i so i don't know i've never been scared around with you good maybe it's because we drive alike maybe that's very possible i I still remember when i was first getting my driver's license my mom was in the passenger seat and she was like you're gonna make this turn up here and (laughs) I mean, shit ever. She's telling me to hit the brake at the same time she's on the passenger side, like slamming her imaginary brake because I was going too fast. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that's. I'm glad that everybody came out and the few that were brave enough to sit down and answer my questions took that chance to sit down. It was, it was a great time meeting everybody. Right. And it was super nice being out, um, getting to interact with other people, with other, like, small businesses, you know, other artists and things like that. Other people just basically contributing to a community to make it better. I think that was awesome. And we're definitely going to keep our eyes peeled and, you know, our ears to the ground for more of these opportunities. So that way we can do more stuff for you guys, put out better content, raise more money so that way... Ultimately, we can make things better and we can do more outreach in our own community. I think that's what's most important to us. We're not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with national charities and foundations. You know, in my opinion, it's we have to make our community better for things to to move forward and in order for the change to move further up the chain. So, that's where I stand. I agree. Boom. So make sure you turn in. Turn in. Wow. Turn in your papers. <clears throat> make sure you tune in next Monday at 8 o'clock. Because it will be officially spook spook season. That's terrible. Thanks for listening, though. Bye.